Welcome to This Week in Brattleboro History, produced by the Brattleboro Historical Society and the Brattleboro Area Middle School. On April 30th, 1975, the last official U.S. helicopter left Saigon in the People's Republic of Vietnam, and the Vietnam War, known to the Vietnamese as the American War, was over. The war began in the early 1960s and contributed to the national unrest that followed. As Ken Burns said when introducing his Vietnam War documentary in 2017, the Vietnam War was a decade of agony that took the lives of more than 58,000 Americans. Not since the Civil War have we as a country been so torn apart. There wasn't an American alive who wasn't affected in some way. More than 40 years after it ended, we can't forget Vietnam, and we are still arguing about why it went wrong, who was to blame, and whether it was all worth it. However, in 1988, two Brattleboro Union High School teachers recognized that students in their classes had not lived through the war and looked at the conflict as just another set of facts to ponder. What had been a visceral experience for those old enough to remember was now a set of constructs and textbooks devoid of much substance. The teachers wondered how they could engage their students in a way that would bring some of them immediacy to the students in a meaningful way. The answer evolved into a week-long series of seminars and presentations held at BOHS entitled The Sixties War Protest and Change. It would be punctuated by visits from a diverse group of guests with varying opinions on the war in Europe, and it would be a contentious week. Among the guests was Alan Confora, a shooting victim of the Ohio National Guard on the campus of Kent State University, May 4, 1970. Canfora was carrying a black flag that day in mourning for a friend who had recently returned from Vietnam in a body bag. Students and others had gathered on the campus commons and were ordered to disperse by the guard. The guard had been ordered onto the campus after a May 2nd demonstration had evolved into the burning of the campus ROTC building. Canfora was shot through the wrist and still bears the entrance and exit wound scars. He has dedicated his life to finding the truth of the shooting and began the May 4th Foundation. Lee Ekstrom, a former Central Intelligence Agency officer, would speak of the role of the agency in the turbulent 60s. Ekstrom was asked for permission to tape his presentation. He said yes, provided the tape and the recorder, and, and then took both of them after the event. He explained that he worried the press might not report the story correctly. He wanted proof that he could give the CIA if they questioned his remarks. A 30-year veteran of the Army and Vietnam pilot, retired Colonel Norbert Johnston, addressed the assembled at BUHS. Johnston stressed American commitment to the policy of containment of communism. He acknowledged that U.S. policy sometimes became convoluted. Johnston believed President John F. Kennedy, who said the U.S. was in Vietnam to help the Vietnamese obtain freedom from communism. While establishing a strong democratic government, Johnston added, At the time, our policy made sense. During the question-and-answer period after Johnson's remarks, a BOHS student asked, Was defending this worth tearing the nation apart? Johnson's response was that this war was not the only issue causing domestic unrest and is the people and the civilian government that determines where the military goes and what it does. In 1969, Windham County appointed a new sheriff, Putney's William Bill Graham. He found himself refereeing between hippie students at Windham College, where Landmark College is today, and local people in favor of the war. It was not always smooth sailing. 
Some of the local people thought the students at Wyndham College were too extreme in their protests against the war. Sheriff Graham struggled with keeping the peace between those opposed to the war and those who favored U.S. involvement in Vietnam. At one point, the FBI contacted Sheriff Graham and told him a protester who had worked with others to blow up government buildings was hiding in a Putney commune called Red Clover Farm. The sheriff investigated but never found the member of the Weather Underground. Sheriff Graham said, A lot of these people used Vermont as a kind of haven to lay low and hide out. There were other presentations. Marlboro College's Jerry Levy, Brattleboro activists Shoshana Ryan, and a panel of Vietnam War veterans, including longtime and very popular BUHS teacher John Murphy. Murphy had been offered opportunities in previous years to participate in veteran panels and had always refused. This time, he said yes with some trepidation as to what could happen. There were no incidents. Afterward, Murphy expressed thanks to the organizers of the event for drawing him in. It proved to be an experience that relieved years of pent-up tension. Not everyone in the community was supportive of the effort to introduce students to various participants of a contentious decade. For example, while shopping in a local grocery store, one of the organizers of the week was challenged by a customer and told, You ought to leave that awful stuff from the 60s alone. You shouldn't be teaching that to students. History can be found in textbooks, but it lives in the first-hand stories of those who experienced it. When experiences are shared from one generation to the next, they resonate with the convictions and questions of the storyteller, the facial expression, the body language, the projection of the voice, and the look in the eye of the speaker. These are the cues which form bonds between the speaker and the audience and bring history into the present. Please join us next week for another story from our community's past.